All right, all right, all right, everybody. What's up? I'm back. It's your host here. Ah, the fucking host. The DS silent motherfucker is right here on his deathbed grave. It's Saturday, December 16th, about 9.45 in the morning, heading back from Vegas to California. In uh, a wild fucking affair. Wild. Uh, truly diabolically out of control last couple days. So let's kick things off. So um, I came out to Vegas on Thursday, December 14th, left my house about 6 in the morning, pulled up in Vegas. It was about 9, actually about 9.30 because uh, I stopped at, oh, I'm fucking tired yawning here. Uh, Seven Magic Mountains. And um, it's in Nevada, but I don't know, like, where. The big-ass painted rocks that if you go, they're stacked really tight. They're huge. On the side of the road, they don't look very big, but they're massive rocks. Truly diabolically massive. And they're stacked high, so I don't really know. One earthquake being there, you're, you're essentially, you're fucked, but whatever, you know, I'm not, anyways. So I stopped there, it's just a quick photo op, you know, uh, I have no regrets of going to it, actually. I've been looked, seeing it, it's something you see on the side of the road, you're like, oh, I would like to stop there. And like, the last three or four times I've said that, and this time I was like, okay, I'm gonna stop there, like, I... Actually, um, like, when I was on my way up, I was like, what is that called? Like, I don't even know what it's called. I just put Painted Rocks, Vegas, and Seven Magic Mountains comes up. It's either Seven Magic Mountains or Seven Mountains or something like that. Uh, so I was eyeballing it the whole way up here, like, all right, I got it done. Now... Vegas right now, and even in my car currently right now, it's 55 degrees, but it's almost 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, when I pulled up, it was probably like just before 9, and on Thursday, it was like 30-something degrees outside. It was cold. Uh, you know, it was cold, so I went out there bundled up. And I had my Raider hat, my sunglasses on, put on a face mask. And it looked like I was about to terrorize the community. And so nobody was being around me. But, I mean, this is whatever. On my TikTok, you see what I'm talking about. I, I took some pictures. I've been taking some great photos of myself in Vegas. Um, looking absolutely um, enjoying... I'm actually a high key. Um, enjoying my. I think I'm entering my villain era. My fucking dark villain. Brooding. Uh, evil era. My big Sith energy is coming out. I, I don't know why that's happening. Uh, but I've been noticing lately, like. 
I don't know if it's a hoodie that makes me feel dark. It could be my beard and my, you know, just the way my face is laid out. But I throw on sunglasses in the mix and I'm wearing, you know, a black chain around my neck. And it's just, I don't know, just giving me this, like, let's be fucking evil vibes, you know, on my shit. That's what I'm kind of feeling right now. I don't know. And it's actually seeping out of me now because, um, I don't know, I've been seeing a lot of 666 around. And, you know, I honestly don't give a fuck about religion in general, but if I had to be anti-religion, if I had to be, if I had to cause a satanic panic, I mean, I'm, that is what is required of me. And I just had this conversation last night with uh, squids. Squiddles? I don't know, I keep calling her, her name is Squid, but I don't know, maybe perhaps my fucking brain is hardwired differently. Maybe I have autism. I don't know what the fuck I got. I don't, I don't have autism. That was bad on my part, but seeing her in person, hanging out with her in person, she is a, a little person's short, small. I mean, most girls are littles, and her name is Squid, so I was like Squid Littles, and then I don't know for some reason combining them Skittles makes a lot of sense. And then it just dawned on me, like, squiddles. Like, I don't know. But hanging out with squid, I've been hanging out with squiddles over the last two days uh, in Vegas, absolutely partying it up. But I was telling squiddles yesterday that uh, fucking Kat Von D is a fucking, she is a fucking traitor. So is Slayer. You know, I, I want to fucking, I want to kill Tom Mariah being a fucking a traitor to the cause a little bitch um as it goes so far I go so far to say I will never listen to no more Slayer songs while I'm alive willingly until Tom Roy is dead um because he's a fucking traitor and how dare and that and actually that goes all the way to the rest of the members too Kerry King you know he was a fucking traitor and you know he didn't believe in none of that shit and perhaps that's why, since God hates us all, none of your shit has been actually any good. You know, y'all, y'all are living off of a lot of old motherfucking nostalgia motherfuckers like, oh, Slayer. But you won't from me. I, I won't give you one fucking stream. I won't purchase none of your shit. Uh, and I will not, until Tom Arroy is dead and there's a new singer, or you guys make some sort of comeback without him, count me out on the fucking... Satanism in your band. Fucking fake fraud phony motherfuckers. Anyways. It's just been it's just been something that's there. I mean, you know, big Sith energy. I don't know, I kinda of feel the Sith vibe. Like give me give me Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker vibes out there right now. And I feel like if you give me a lightsaber right now, I'm fucking cutting down motherfuckers left and right. Nonstop. But anyways, getting getting out of bounds here. Um, I pulled up, you know, but it was it's cold, so I'm gonna have was justified wearing all that shit. Did the seven magic mountains, drove to my hotel the Excalibur. Now, Vegas, I love me Excalibur. Excalibur, I love your hotel. 
it's chill, it's close to the stadium, good pricing, fun, you know, you got some good, you got good foods in there, like Boca de Beppo, and, um, Dick's Last Resort, so, perfect, however, this next time or two I do go, I'm probably gonna switch it up, I've been at your establishment a couple times now, um, take a little break, I want to be into the mix, get me into the fucking league, that way I could just walk downstairs, walk to the Cosmo, walk across the street to Caesar's Palace, and just fucking rage hard, harder, fucking hard, hard, motherfucker, but anyways, um, yeah, dude, all of that, uh, I get, to, I get to Excalibur. It's about 9.30 in the morning. I check in. As I'm pulling up, I get the little notification on my phone that, hey, your room is ready. Digital key is prepared. You're good to check in. So I park. And this is as I'm rolling up. As I park, get my shit, head up to the room. Uh, I took a shower. Very first thing. But, I mean, I was hyped to be in the area because um, it was Thursday in Las Vegas and the Raiders playing. I wanted to drink. But I didn't want to go as hard as I did last time. But I wanted to drink anyways. I check in. I go. The very first thing I do is go and get a room key. Because I'm be on my phone. And honestly. You know. I know I was going to be on my phone a lot. Texting. All of these things. You know. Taking photos, pictures. I go get a room key. The very next thing I do is go get a $100 bill. Out of the ATM. Like okay, hundred bucks, and what's gonna happen is is I'm going to gamble a little bit, or you know, I gamble. Actually, you know what? That, that after before I got the hundred, I had to go to the MGM Rewards and go get the little card to um, to play because I knew I was gonna gamble. So I did all that. It's probably like ten thirty in the morning, ten ten thirty. I pull out $100, I get five twenties. I put $40 in the Wheel of Fortune, and on the very first $3 roll, I won like 130 bucks. I immediately, with all the haste of however fast my brain could recognize that I was winning that kind of money, and you know, 130 bucks really ain't shit, but it is, it is all the money you need to drink around Vegas, like for a little bit and if you're by yourself it's, it's enough 130 bucks if you can't buy um beer and you know a couple of shots for 130 bucks spending more you're getting finessed but 130 bucks to actually cash the voucher was like 169 dollars almost 170 bucks right off the bat right off the bat, immediately, I was like, oh my god, I've got, I've got, I've got tone, box one is hot, fucking fire, I knew, I knew something was gonna, something crazy was gonna go down, I I just knew it, like, I wheeled myself into a position to have free money, uh, drinking, and then, uh, my neighbors pulled up, picked me up around noon. They got there about noon. Like, hey, we're going to go get some tacos from Tacos El Gordo. 
right there in downtown Vegas, like, yeah, about noon. We get there, I have some, I, have for, I completely forgot, I did got tacos El Gordo. Um, and the tacos El Gordo is good. I just kind of wish that uh, they had other things, though, like menudo or something. But I had some tacos. I ended up starting cracking Modelo's at this point instead of Miller Lights. Uh, and it's what it is, man. I mean, I'm right there eating tacos of Gordo. I had two, two de Bucci, those de Cabeza. The Bucci was good. The Cabeza was whatever. We head back to Excalibur. I'm like, you know what? It's drinking time. Let's fucking drink. My neighbor goes up to his room, go gets changed, comes down. I'm just right there shooting the shit. I was tempted to go to the arcade. I didn't go this time. I was tempted. And then they come down and we chilled for a little bit. But at about 3 o'clock, we started walking over to the the game, the tailgate. You know, walk, go through the Luxor. And you come out on the little bridge. You go down and up and over the bridge. Then we hit the Modelo zone. At which point, I'm drinking right at the Modelo Zone. I was tempted to go get a picture with the Raiderettes. Uh, I didn't do that. But uh, I was drinking there, waiting for Squids to show up to go into the game together. Uh, but then I started, things started happening really, really fast. Because I ended up was on the phone for like 20 minutes yelling at the city of Ontario, uh, some city douchebag, you know, yelling at him uh, about shit going on in my yard. Anyways, so that, then, you know, I ended up walking into the game. It's about it's sometime in the middle or kind of close to get to the second quarter. And the Raiders are already up 21-0. I, I knew right then and there the game was over because Justin Herbert is on season-ending surgery. He's got a season-ending uh, right-hander throwing hand injury on one of his fingers, season ending. I mean, the season was uh, probably ended a while ago, but it was season ending anyways. But I knew the game was over at, like, first quarter. But, you know, I was like, oh, you know, the game could end, like, 28. could be one of those things where we don't really do anything. We just run the ball. The game could end, like, 28 to 6 or something like that. That's what I was expecting. As I'm watching, the fucking Raiders are scoring. They're scoring. The next thing I know, it's 28-0. And I was like, damn. Then it's 35-0. Damn. And then it gets to 42-0 before halftime. At which point I go get me some pizza, get me some chicken tenders. Uh, give me another Modelo. I'm fucking drinking. Having a good time in there now. Everybody's 
hitting me up. I'm like, okay. I want 50. I want to put a 50 burger on these fucking clowns. I want a 50 on the Chargers. I need it. I need 50. 42, I need 50. That's all I can think about. I want I want to drop 50 on these fucks. And, I, and let me, as I remind you from the last time I came to Vegas, uh, I, like, I penciled in the Giants game. Long time ago. I also penciled in, give me this Thursday night Chargers game. Because... I just felt, and I'm going to feel it to the day I die, that, I don't know, like, I picked these games such a long time ago, and coming coming to this Giants game after we just fired Josh McDaniels, like, a couple days before, you know, I felt like, what the fuck? Why, how did I come across these games? I felt there was some sort of significance to me choosing to come to the Giants game after all the commotion leading up to it, you know, in the history I have with the Giants, you know, as being one of my other favorite teams, um, you know, with Brady and all that. And then, you know, my long-standing hatred, I don't know how many times I have to say this, but the San Diego Chargers are, to me, the most... My hatred right now for the Patriots has gone down a little bit. Because there's no longer Brady. And we've beaten them now twice. And I kind of feel like the Patriots dynasty, we were in the last strings of it. Uh, I think they're going to give Belichick another year because he's somehow winning games right now. And, you know, he deserves to go out on his own accord. But, like, the Ra- they're getting beaten now two years in a row by the Raiders. And this make it a third year in a row really drive the nail in those fucks. But the Chargers are probably creeping back up to my number one hated team right now in the NFL. Like, I mean, and there's a pecking order. It's Chargers, Patriots, Patriots, Chargers, Dallas. Um, I don't really care for Green Bay. Tampa Bay, another one. Um, you know, there, there's these teams I just don't really care for. I mean, then you got the Broncos and the Chiefs, obviously. But the Broncos and Chiefs are lower on the list than some of those other teams. And then they probably never, until I see some dirty-ass play that gets me to hate the Broncos or gets me to hate the Chiefs, you know, and there's nothing I can do about it for a while. You know, that's going to be, they're going to be hard to dethrone the Chargers and my hate, regardless, but, you know, I don't have no hate for San Francisco for any reason, but I, I have a long-standing hatred with the Chargers, and it goes back to the high school days, you know, when the Raiders were good, like, there was a couple years there, we were on, like, a four-year run where I felt that the Raiders, if things had gone differently, you know, with the Ravens game and Saragusa and his shit, if he didn't belly flop Gannon, I think we'd go to the Super Bowl and beat the Giants, ironically enough. Anyways, I kind of feel like, you know, obviously the Tuck World game is another game, and that sparked the dynasty for, 
you know, the Patriots on the backs of the Raiders. And just, you know, again, we hate it over here. And then, right around that time in high school, as soon as we lost to Tampa Bay, I don't really care for Tampa Bay, but they got Gruden for a long time, and just was a blur, it was a black eye, the Raiders and Tampa Bay. Uh, but, with that said, um, enter the Chargers. The Chargers entered the group chat like they were going to fucking kings of the bitch. And honestly, post high school for me, I, the Raiders are bad. And as I started, it was like, okay, everybody's clowning the Raiders. I was a Raider fan, but wasn't really like I wasn't really a serious diehard Raiders fan at that point. But you know, after hearing it enough, why am I a Raiders? Why do you like the Raiders? They suck. They suck. No, I just like them. Like my dad liked them. I like them. You know. And just seeing the sheer amount of San Diego Chargers fans that cropped up and propped up when they thought. And honestly, they had reason to. I mean, I believe if I would have been the coach and I had LaDainian Thomason, Junior Seau, Phillip Rivers, you know, the cast and crew of some, an able-bodied team, you know. And their run, their run lasted like 10 years, 8, 10, 8 9, 10 years. But they didn't do nothing with it. Not, but all that meantime, they're talking shit. And actually, as a Raider fan, it just pissed me off more and more because we could not beat them. Which is, at, at some point, I stopped and was like, why are the Raiders can't get over the hump and can't get, can't get back to winning? And I knew from the jump, I was excited for Jamarcus Russell. Um, and look how that panned out. Obviously, They put him as the biggest bust. Uh, we still got Ryan Leaf, and there's other busts now that I kind of feel like they busted, and it's not as big anymore. You know, Jamarcus Russell is just, we're going to put him, bury him in the closet at some point, you know. But I was excited for Jamarcus Russell when that wasn't working out after a couple seasons, and knowing now all that I know about him, you know, good riddance. You know, I hope that man lives his life peacefully, but far away, the fuck away from anything Raider-ish. Now, as a matter of fact, he shouldn't even wear any black shirts or black pants. But, you know, the Chargers had to run they, again, they constantly chirp, chirping. You know, and then we went through a mirage of quarterbacks where I was like, okay, maybe, maybe Al Davis is right. Maybe we need a veteran quarterback that's got three or four good years in him and can come in and just operate the team and tried it. Matt Flynn was a veteran quarterback. They served under uh, Rodgers a little bit. Carson Palmer. Jason Campbell. I mean, there was a slew of quarterbacks there. Uh, and then, as a matter of fact, there was a time there when we swept the division and missed the playoffs somehow. Because um, we were like 6-10 and 10 or whatever we were. That was crazy, uh, but it had been it had been a lot of years since we since we had beaten the Chargers, and and all their years, Philip Rivers and the Char- the Raiders, and he abused us, and then we were one and was splitting it one and one one and one, and I actually went to go see games where the Chargers beat the Raiders, um, and that was again that was just 
some bullshit. And it just lo and behold, you know, after hearing years and years of the Chargers talking online, you know, you get into the online tussles with these fucks about, you know, they're going to beat the Raiders. They own the Raiders. But yeah, but they don't own any Super Bowl rings. They don't even have a fucking, like, we made the Super Bowl. They didn't even make the Super Bowl. That, that's how not good they were. It's not like they went 0-2 in the Super Bowl and I could clown them, but they still made it. No, they didn't even make it to the Super Bowl. You know, and then the Broncos won a Super Bowl, and I watched the Chiefs win a couple Super Bowls. And, and, you know, when I found out that the Chargers were playing the Raiders on Thursday night, I thought, oh, that is a great opportunity to drive up Thursday morning, stay the weekend, come, probably come back Sunday instead of driving up Sunday and coming back Monday. Like, I'll just stay the weekend, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, come back Sunday. Like, that was my original intent in this game, but, and I knew that once it, uh, the schedule was announced, I was like, oh, like, um, you know, like, I would love to go and do that, like, Thursday night game, like, to me, that just made, it made a lot of sense, so when this season was, the schedule season was announced, um, I immediately penciled in the Chargers game Thursday night. I knew that that was going to be the game, one of the games I wanted to really, really attend, as well as the New York Giants game. So two games that I was like, they're high, high as fuck on my list of games to attend. Now, I ended up coming to the Chiefs game a couple weeks ago, but that was only because I was invited. And I, I didn't want no part of that game, actually. So, I mean, maybe I can put an asterisk on that game this year. But I did see them win twice this year. And I've gone back to my winning wings. I think I'm like 5-1 and one now in the Vegas stadium. As opposed to, like, 3-8 and eight at, at Oakland. So, I'm really happy as it turns out. And as the game turned out, you, get, you know, get back to the game gets to halftime, and if we get, we get 48, and I was like, oh, I want them to go for two, so we could get closer to that 50, and I was like, you know, okay, but we're not gonna, you know, 42 and eight is on, you know, or it was 49 this year, I don't know what it was, I was like, okay, let's go for two, and I was like, let's just get the 50, but I was like, oh, well, there's plenty of time, we're probably gonna end up kicking a field goal or two more, so we'll probably cross the 50. And sure as shit, it's fucking 48. It's fucking, uh, you know, 55. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm freaking the fuck out. Like, there was 56, whatever it is, you know. And I'm like, my God, like, what is going on? What, what am I witnessing here? You know, I'm like, and it's early in the third quarter. And then we get a fucking pit. Yeah, I, I absolutely. I, my mind was, I, my mind was being blown. Um, the entire time I've been a Raiders fan, I've never, you know, this kind of monumental effort has never, never been. And it's, I think it's fifty-six to zero. At one point, it's 
50, you know, it's 48 to zero. Like, there's a zero on the other end. I have never seen my team play this completely complete of a game. Uh, as long as I've been a fan, this is one of the, I was one of the best games they've ever played. And they actually surrendered points after a while. But it was uh, one of the most dominating. Um, it was one of the most electric games that I have ever been to. Because while I'm telling you, once it gets to 56, I knew as soon as it was like we were up at 48. And then I was like, I was always like, oh, I want that 50. I want that 50. Because uh, the, the graphic the graphic is going to be fucking insane. Like 50-something to zero is an insane. That's that's NFL Madden. That's Madden fucking. That's that's you, a grown adult, abusing your, uh, you know, abusing your fucking nephew on the Xbox. You know, not you know, he goes gonna go. He's gonna go right to his, you know, your, your, your sister, your brother. Like, no, no, Dios, you're not letting me win. He's cheating. Like, that's that. That that's what that that's what that's about. Like. But this is real life. This is real life. There's a whole cast and crew over there. 50 some odd man roster, 51, 52 man roster, coaches, owners. Uh, some of them, some of them roll up with their wives and you know, the girlfriends. You know, the training staff. The you know the press, their own media. I mean, they got their Chargers. Uh, you know people calling their game or doing their play-by-play, their, their social media team, you know, maybe it's like uh, 20, 30 people, because after the game, and it's the NFS Thursday night, and it's, and, and all of it, and it's a night game, I haven't been to a night game over here, I, it, all of it is just coming at me into, it's crescendoing into some fucking, like, some wild, like, I don't know what I'm witnessing, like, you know, again, and then it gets to, like, uh, what do we ever get to? 56. You know, 56 fucking points, like, 48, 56, or 57, or whatever we get to. And then, you know, and then the pick six happened. But I think the Chargers actually scored somewhere in there, because I do know... It was 63 to 7. And I, even at that point, I was like, my fucking God. I was like, I, then I wanted 70. I, and I was getting greedy. I was getting a little greedy there. I wanted 70 because I knew the Dolphins put 70 on the Broncos earlier in the season. I wanted a match. I wanted to go, uh, I wanted a match. I, I, if I was the coach, Antonio Pierce, I would have matched it. I would have even gone for the fucking NFL record because we were in striking range. But, you know, I understand player injury. We didn't need to do all that. I understand. But regardless, 63 points is the most points in Raiders franchise history. It's for some reason, the, as being a Raider fan and specifically talking to Raider peoples, um, in Raider, you know, lore for years to come. 
I'm so excited. I'm geeked. I'm fucking geeked out that again, all of this, you know, leads up to me being right here in Vegas on a Thursday night. All of it from high school, from before, from me just watching years of the Chargers abusing. I even watched them earlier this year. Uh, Khalil Mack was a, you know, fucking six sacks, almost eight sacks on Aiden O'Connell, and I was really pissed off that that many sacks happened. And, you know, and, and even into this year, you know, we haven't won in L.A. yet against the Rams or the Chargers, if I'm not mistaken. We haven't won yet, you know. And I come to Vegas, and I haven't really seen the Chargers in Vegas. And, you know, and there, there, was that, there was that game a couple years ago, and I'm sitting in Cancun, of all places, watching the Raiders beat the Chargers to get into the playoffs. You know, with Derek Carr and all of that, you know, all of it, all of it leading up to me watching a fucking ass-whipping of one of the hate, most hated, my most, they're my bitter enemies. Um, just like I am with the, the Clippers, the, the Lakers and the Clippers, and the, just as I am is with the Angels now, like, we're bitter, bitter fucking enemies. Um, bitter enemies, you know, for life now, like, and, and I, I don't got no, like, me personally, I don't got no hatred towards Angels fans, more so as I do just against the organization, for talking that shit for all them years about how the Dodgers weren't going to never win another championship, and now, uh, as Angel fans, who the fuck's got Otani now, motherfucker? Uh, relinquish Mike Trump, bitch. Let's fucking go. Now who runs LA? I would love to send your ass all the way back to fucking Anaheim and take that Los Angeles off your fucking name. You're not in LA, you Orange County piece of shit. Anyways, back to the Raiders. You know, all of that, all of that led to me watching 60, it was 63 to 7 at one point. It was a 50, it was 58 or 56 to 0 at one point or another. Like, I don't know if you can comprehend, I can't comprehend it still. Uh, you know, we we put a dent in the cranium, in the psyche of the Raiders or of, of the Chargers. We their their psyche, you know, is brutally bruised. It's bru it's brutal. The, the I know that that's this is gonna be a game talked about between the Raiders and Chargers fans. Regardless of what happens in the next 10 years, this game and the one of us beating them to get into the playoffs a couple years ago at the end of the season, this is a game, once again, that will go down in just infamy. And not just infamy of between Raiders and Chargers. They did this on primetime television. Could you imagine... I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I don't even know what to imagine. But could you imagine 
you're sitting in your home in San Diego, or you're, you know, you're an ex-San Diego fan, but you're like, nah, I didn't, you don't really want, but you you still watch the games, but, you know, you don't go up to LA, and you tune, tune into TV, and it was 7-0, and the next thing you know, it's 28-0, but you're still kind of watching it, but you're like, wow, fuck, here we go, the Chargers doing some dumb shit. And you go and you finish making dinner, you eat dinner, but the game's on in the background. And after halftime, you're looking at the TV, and it's registering 48 to 0. I mean, I I just can't imagine, I can't imagine, I I just can't imagine, I can imagine, I can't imagine being in Cancun again. Um, Watching the Raiders in Cancun. Thursday night game at, you know, at your resort, and the fucking game is going absolutely apeshit, you know, the Raiders, for some reason, have a big following in Mexico, um, it's just one of them things, like, you know, like, I don't know how to explain it, like, I just, I can't, again, once again, I can't imagine, it's absolutely insane. Uh, and I walked out victorious of the game. After, you know, all about this game, you know, I could go on and on about everything I was feeling about this game and how everything that led me to it. But I think you, you get the idea. I get out the game. Uh, and I ensued to drink more with Raider people in Excalibur at the bar, you know. I just didn't, I'm just drinking, you know. Fucking... Uh, and everybody, I think every Raider fan, because it was a lot of Raider fans at this game, not so many Chargers fans. I think everybody was fucking ecstatic, uh, beyond belief. Uh, and at which point it gets to about 11 o'clock, about 10.30, and I step outside Excalibur, and... I fucking puked. Uh, at this point, I'm already like like ten tall cans deep. I could feel the alcohol not even going down anymore. I was like overloaded with alcohol, and I knew just I just sat down. I knew I was dizzy. I was like, oh my god, like I was like, all right, well, you know what? I know I knew what time it was. I knew I had done a little bit too much. I knew it. And I just threw up. I just threw the fuck up. I literally just was chunking puke everywhere. Like, and it was cold vomit. You know, this perhaps maybe was the reason that I... When thinking back to it, like, I didn't really mind it per se, like, I, I just threw it up, but it didn't come out, it didn't burn me, it was cold, just, it just like, just like, all the alcohol, like, I threw up, like, a gallon of alcohol, and I went to my room and threw up a little bit more, but that's only because I, like, I had the vomit, I was just nauseous, threw up some more, and I get the text, like, okay, you want to meet us at Coyote Ugly, and I was like, oh, in New York, New York, like, I'm in the Excalibur, Coyote Ugly is literally next door, 
and I brush my teeth, get some mouthwash from downstairs, do all that bit, get a little bit of gum, I get a little water, um, you know, I thought I threw up, I actually felt better, and then I went to Coyote Ugly, got in there, uh, re-met up uh, with Squiddles, and we partied, uh, Coyote Ugly is not my typical scene, I didn't, didn't mind it, it's a little bit country themed, uh, I don't want to two-step or line dance, but I was there, and then from there, where did we go, we went to the center circle bar in the middle of Vegas, little circle bar there, and I was, we were drinking there, chopping it up, uh, nothing too crazy there, but again, chopping it up to about three in the morning, at which point, I was like, all right, I need to, I, wa- I walked Squid's and her nieces uh, to the Uber, I waited with them, and then they got in the Uber, and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm out, but I'm literally just across the street, like, just hop over and just cross uh, whatever street that is right there, the Tropicana. Easy. Easy peasy. Uh, At which point, I wake up the next day. It's, you know, it's like 8.39 in the morning. I take a shower. Um, And I'm like, all right. And at that point, I was like, I'm going to go get some breakfast. But... Going back to the night before and getting into Friday, which was yesterday, Squid had told me that they were going to do uh, a haunted mansion tour, which I was like, yes, was on my list of things to do because I've been seeing the haunted mansion things, seeing the advertisements for it, and I was like, oh shit, they do ghost tours over here. So actually, what I thought I was going to do was a ghost tour, um, but they said haunted mansion, but it's whatever. So I text. Squiz at like 10, like, hey, where's mansion, what haunted shit are you going to? And they said, Zach Bagans. They're going to go at noon. So I was like, all right, well, I have enough time to figure out where Zach Bagan is. Get over there. I have my own car, so I didn't Uber. Drive over there. And it just so happens to be that there's this place called Doña Maria's Tamales. Right fucking there by Zach Bagans on Charleston. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, go in there and get some breakfast. I had some chorizo, beans, and rice. Uh, I'm, I, hanging out with squids, we, we were at the night before, or on Thursday night. Mind you, we're raging, uh, I'm having Long Island, I, I get re-buzzed. Uh, late Thursday night, early Friday morning. I'm like, I get, I don't get drunk again, but I drank again. And I was re-inebriated, to say the least. Or I was already, like, all right. I, I was kind of done drinking, but I was drinking anyways. Um, Friday, yes. I, I head over to Johnny and my eyes are on fire, man. My sights hurt. I was like, let me get some fucking water. I don't think I drink any water Thursday. No, that's a lie. I had a little bit of water. But it was maybe like less than eight ounces of water all day. 
can't live off pure alcohol. But it is what it is. Um, yeah, so I, I go to Doña Maria's, like, it's like a little bit before 11, actually, now. Sitting there, it's like 10.45. Meeting, I, I order my ticket for Zach Bagans, 12 to 1, arrival time. Uh, I'm actually done eating, and Squid hits me, like, oh, they're on their way. Like, okay, I'm, I'm like, literally right down the road. Like, I'm, like, I just got to cross the street and get to his shop. So I do that. I park there, and, and lo and behold, there's a, a Freemasons temple next door to his building, which I thought was actually rather crazy, but whatever. I took a picture in front of it. Squids is like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm here. I'm in the front. And they're like, we're here in the front. I'm like, mm, maybe I'm at the wrong one. I don't know because I'm here in the front, and I don't see anybody. Did you walk in? Like, no, we're going to box park. I'm like, uh, so the guy's like, hey, you have a ticket? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, and the squid calls me like, hey, where are you? I'm like, I'm here at Zach Bagans in Charleston. Uh, I'm like, she's like, oh, I'm looking across the street. I see a barbershop and tattoo shop. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm here, but I think I'm, I don't know where you guys are at. So they walk me around, and they're on the, what is actually the front of the building. But I was in like, I was on the street side. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, whatever. Whatever. So I signed a little waiver. I'm getting in there. And uh, let me pause this real quick because this episode is running long. Hold on. Okay, minor little hiccup there. But so I'm at Zach Begon's Haunted Mansion on Charleston and like 6th or something. It's kind of towards downtown. Um, downtown Las Vegas. Not necessarily in the downtown part, but it's near. And uh, we, uh, yeah, I signed up for that shit. I met up with Squiz and her nieces, and I think her cousin, Nate, Nate Dog. Uh, we're all there. Uh, chilling. And you know the tickets are pretty cheap. I think they were like thirty bucks. 40 bucks. I forgot what I spent. It wasn't. I have I have money to spend on myself. Oh shit! That's a fucking alcohol burp. That is a Long Island iced tea burp from yes last night. That I guess barely came out. Anyways, Zach Begon's haunted mansion. I am there. Uh, mind you, Squid is also goth. Um. I didn't know how goth, because I don't follow her anywhere. We're friends on Snapchat, but you only ever see, like, what she's looking at on Snapchat. But, I mean, I was aware to a degree she was goth. But we've never, I mean, and that's the weird thing. I mean, I've known Squids for a cool minute. Just, I wish I was with my ex, Ashley, for a while. Um... And then before that, when I was dating, I actually know Squid through her cousin, uh, Ely, 
who introduced me to her, and I added her to Snapchat. And actually, we talked once in a blue moon on there. Like, now I kind of feel like I've ramped it up to an, a degree that wasn't there before. Um, and now that I'm like getting to know her, but she is God. God, not God, God. God. Anyways, um, but I've been entering my dark villain uh, mode for a minute too, and, and being goth and being part of this scary kids is nothing new for me. This is this is I'm beyond what you know. I love me vampire. I love me cradle of filth. I love me some shit. Uh, anything to do. I mean, obviously, that is a side of me that is is there. It's not as heavy as it has been in the past. But, you know, I do love me the old Slipknot aesthetic. I love me. I love me Cold Chamber. You know, Devil Drivers still carrying the goth, goth vibes um, to them. I love me some of that shit. They, like, that's that kind of shit that has been there, you know, even old bleeding through is more goth than they are now, uh, all of that has been there this entire time, it's just not as prevalent, but I mean, it did, still kind of is present, because I mean, nothing looks as good, I mean, quite like a fucking black shirt and black pants, and dark, my car is black. My heart is too, but whatever. Black hearts now rain, speaking of. But, you know, we pulled up to the Zach Begons. We met up with her. And actually, I kind of knew what we were getting into, but I didn't know what it was. It piqued my interest. Uh, something I've wanted to do. Uh, the last couple times we've been coming here, because I've been, now I've noticed that they do have these ghost tours in Vegas. I'm like, oh, I wonder when I want to know what it's like. So, now I have to run this by everybody. I don't personally believe in the notion of Jesus. Right off the bat, I, I, we, I know, I'm beyond, I, I for one know that the creator of this universe is not a Middle Eastern man that was hung and crucified on a cross. It is not what actually went down. So, with that said, to all the motherfuckers on their knees, um, you know, what I can think of is, you know, remembering, remembering never, and then, you know, your hope bleeds on across, you know, you know, your hope bleeds on across. That's, when the safety net fails, you know, what, what the fuck, uh, what the fuck is up, you know, God, God is, is described in the Holy Bible as a very wicked being, so, you take that, you take that with what you believe, um, you want to believe that a man came down, died, and was resurrected, meanwhile, we've got science that can peer galaxies away, and seeing to the 
pray and you truly believe that God put only life on this planet and died for only people in America and some of Europe and that you're supposed to worship that and believe that as the one true God, you will burn in hell if there even is one. Your fucking soul will be tethered to this earth for all of eternity for disrespecting and not utilizing the gift of knowledge that has been given to you to understand that you know what there probably is a creator but it is not and I don't think the creator was ever intended us to worship um, what we're worshiping I think he gave us knowledge he gave us through deaths through a million a billion fucking deaths plagues through fucking surviving and chancing us an opportunity against dinosaurs at one point or another in evolution. He gifted us a power that I can only summarize as being you know we now can understand our the nature of ourselves. You know, and look beyond and understand the nature of other creatures, other sentient beings, to know that if you do get to, uh, if we ever do travel the stars at some point or another, you have to take into consideration that we, if we do ever run into another civilization, um, that they also have, they have, they have to also, I mean, they just, I, I, I think it would mush the normal fragile mind, but you have to calculate it in your mind and understand what it is you're looking at. And we can only fantasize about what's out there, but I mean, I'm almost positive that if there is life on this planet, there is life on other planets, and you cannot tell me that God created man in his image at that point, and that this whole, the whole deck of cards literally falls over. It truly does. Uh, but with that said, um, haunted shit, ghost shit, demonic shit, demons, I take it in as, meh, you know, you, I do believe energies get trapped here, yes. That I, I fully believe that if you have a soul or your energy and you die negatively, and you know when you die negatively, you fucking cheated on your wife, you fucked your neighbor's wife, and you got her pregnant, and you're, she's raising your bastard son that you never speak to, and you have some ultimate guilt. If you driving drunk and you killed somebody, the guilt is eroding your spirit. If you did not live your life to the fullest with regret that, hey, maybe I should have done this, I should have done that, we should have done this different. And you get bound to negative energy. Your soul is recycled here. And you, with the moment you die and your lights go out, I truly believe 
that the next light you see is a rebirth here, uh, kind of like reincarnation, but you get doomed to live your life again all over, and perhaps in worse circumstances than what you started with. So live your life how you want to live. I live my life how I want. I will not be on my knees worshiping no false god. And I believe if you have positive energy and these people... You can comfortably say that you don't die with no regrets. You don't die, or you die, you know, being the best person you can be. I mean, I'm not saying you're not going to tussle with people along the way. That if you need to fight for what's yours and kill a motherfucker if you have to. I'm not saying that that's going to bind you negatively. Because there's instances, situations, wars that need to happen. I mean, that do happen. And there's things that happen along the way. Where, But, I mean, if you can forgive yourself... If you can, you know, if you didn't fuck people over the entire time you were alive, you know, and you have a good energy about you, I believe your soul can just go back to the stars from when, from, from where it came. And, and you get to travel the cosmos as an energy in... Maybe at that point you get to spend some time looking at another culture. You know, that's what I believe. And I think other cultures come in and look. So I do think there's energies. I do believe in energies. With that said, we start the Zach Begons tour. And I'm like, eh, I don't really. They try to hype it up like, ooh, there's it's haunted and it's demons and fucking. Got all these artifacts that are possessed and they're fucking. You touch it. But I, I'm like, okay, that's a show. That's to hype people up to, you know, spooky shit. You know, a lot of people doesn't like a good scare. And this is the thing where things get real interesting for me in here. The first little area is the oddity section, and I kind of was like, okay. Um, you know, like, okay, okay. Like, they had to do their best to hype you up. As we walk out, and now I actually... This is where my story about Zach Begon is going to get interesting. I'm at the tail end of the group. Um, not really paying attention to the guide. We go through like a little room where it's like they decked it out in goth shit. Like it's real. It's actually a pretty cool goth setup. They got the fog going. Black lights going. And this is where something happened. Now, I, again, I don't really, not into, I'm not, like, I actually was like, how are we going to see demons up in here? How much does it cost VIP to fucking summon a demon? Like, that's what I wanted to know. I was like, yeah, I want to fucking summon. How do we get a fucking a demon to appear? And the lady's like, well, you know, oh, you know, like, okay, well. Okay, so... But I was just joking. Like, Now, I'm at the town of the group, and you go through this little corridor, and you're going to make a left. And now, I was at the back end, so I don't know what... Don't know. It was just me. And I was about a two-second... Uh, two seconds behind everybody else. But I'm coming. I'm just, like, looking at shit. 
Actually, everything in there is like actually how I would decorate my own personal house. So I'm walking. Now, there is mirror. When you first walk in this audio, there's mirrors. They tell you there's mirrors here, mirrors there. It's everywhere. I'm walking, and I'm walking forward, trying to like catch up to the group. So I'm going a little fast. And I walk up to a mirror, and I make a left. And I actually, I wasn't looking directly at the mirror. I was kind of like looking at, at making the turn to make the left. And I was looking at the stuff in the room that I had just got out of. And I make the left, but I thought actually that I was looking into a mirror because I seen myself walk up and make that left. Or actually, no, I walked up, but I when I made the left to go into the next of the room, nothing made the left with me. And that kind of made me double back. Like, what the fuck was that? Like, and the guide was like, uh, is everything all right? I was like, well, is this a mirror? And she was like, no. I was like, are you sure? Like, and I reached my hand for it and sure shit, there's nothing there. And she said, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I just thought that was a little, little strange. Um, and then we get into the room where supposedly the guy, uh, Zach Bagans purchased some fucking thing about, uh, It was an exorcism, and they do that. And you go through a little, a little tunnel maze, and I thought that was kind of cool. It was a little claustrophobic. I'm not exactly sure what their goal was to get people, like, panicked in there, screaming. And, you know, it's just what it is. I was like, okay. I passed this thing, and I thought, I, th- I couldn't. I can't tell you exactly what I saw. I, I Again, I thought I was in a mirror. I literally seen what I thought was myself, but I wasn't looking like, oh, there's my eyes. It was just like like a figure that looked like me. And when I turned to the left, it didn't turn with me, but I thought that was kind of weird because I thought it was a mirror. It turns out there was no mirror. I meant just looking down a long fucking hallway um, I reached my hand for it, like, oh, that was really weird. Um, uh, but I didn't feel no presence. I mean, people were like, ooh, you're gonna feel like, not gonna be able to go to bed, like, nah, I don't know. Now, we do, we do a couple of more rooms. I want to say about three or four more rooms. And, again, after I had that had already happened, when I looked down the hallway from the other way, it happened again. I walked out the door, and I took that peek to the left, and because I wasn't sure where to go. And again, I seen what I thought was somebody else look at me to the left. But I kind of stopped. My, and then I like I did like a quick double snap on my neck and it was gone again. And then I was stuck staring down. And I was like, I was like, oh, I wonder if I'm actually seeing some shit. Who do I talk to about it? Because I wanted to say something, but I didn't say anything when I was in there. Uh, and then that was the extent, I did the rest of the tour, that was the extent of all the scary, kind of like, ooh, that was fucking scary, like, that was the extent of it, I was like, alright, you know, alright, whatever, to me, it was like, that was kind of creepy to me, 
not creepy like Ludo was a demon, but I thought, I just, I also, I, I'm like 70% sure I saw something, but it could also be that the fog machine is a black light, and my eyes are a little more, a little red, could have been that also was psyched up to maybe, maybe they were trying to psych me up, maybe I didn't see anything, maybe, uh, um, I don't know, you know, whatever's. So moving forward, we, we go through this act. We got, and I, I thought it was cool. Um, there's a lot of creepy shit in there. Definitely, definitely the one of the most uh, things that I personally was wondering is Zach Bagans. How much money does this motherfucker have, eh? Zach Bagans is buying up, like, literally every haunted treasure. And fucking... Like, who is this guy? You know, I know him from the Ghost Adventures, and... You know, it's... Whatever, it's like... That's cool. Like, and it's cool he opened up the, the thing... I guess we're out of COVID. But anyways. Long story short, I give, I give the ghost tours two thumbs up. I, I dug it. Uh, it's a lot of... Uh, it, it, it's not as good to me. It's not as eye-opening. It's not as jaw-dropping as a Museum of Death in Hollywood. The Museum of Death, to me, blew my mind. Because it's mind-blowing experience just seeing the different things that are in there. It is a, let, a little less showy than Zach, but Zach Begon is a little bit more done up with like lights and fog machines and this and that and tour guides guiding you through. I actually thought that's kind of cool because, uh, you know, the Museum of Death could do with a little bit of that. Like, hey, explain some of the pieces. I'm not exactly sure if you can get a little guide while you're in there. In the museum, if you can order one up. But I just chose to do it myself. I just walked in there. And it's an unlimited time you could walk in there and just be in there. But there's a lot of letters from John Wayne Gacy, uh, Manson. You know, that, like, all of these got a kind of similar thing, like death and the macabre. You know, embalming tools is crazy. And then you get to watch and learn about Heaven's Gate. Uh, the Heaven's Gate thing is to me is in jo- and the Jonestown. The artifacts that they have from that is really, really, you know, super ominous. It's not creepy. It's not haunted. But it's just, you get to see these fucking guys in their last days on the life. The letters they wrote shit down with. And the things that they have, and it's really fucking sick, and, and then you get to watch them, you know, when you die, they cut a big Y into your chest cavity, and your stomach, and they pull out your organs, they have that video playing, you just watch, like, it's creepy, and it's fucking dope, I, I, I love the Museum of Death, I thought that was the coolest shit on, I mean, I don't recommend you taking any young kids there, but I do recommend if you got 
want some people just to get some fucking real creeped out vibe, I highly recommend it. Um, but Zach Bagans is good too. I give it two thumbs up. Um, that was it. Now, from there, uh, we probably started the tour at like one. I got it. We got it at about three ish. So it was like about an hour and a half to our tour. I go, I go back to Park at the Excalibur Park. Um, you know, but I had ordered up the Blue Man Group. And then, mind you, this is my Friday. I'm drinking water. I had a little bit of breakfast. Uh, the Blue Man Group. Ordered it up at the Luxor. It's like, I get back, it's like 3.30, 3.45. Now, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go up to my room and just hang out. But I was like, you know what? No. Let me walk over to the Luxor. It's right next door. Let me locate where the Blue Man Group thing is. I grab a Gatorade because I'm still kind of dying at this point. Uh, Squiddles took off to go... I think they went to go eat. And then... Um, I believe that they, Squiddles and her nieces went to go see Dita Vontes, Dita Vontes, or whatever her name is, um, and I actually asked Squiddles late night, what has she been up to, I guess she's been doing burlesque all over the world, which, uh, meeting greets and I know Dita, Dita from Marilyn Manson. That's how I personally know her. Uh, I know they dated for a while, but I was unaware. Ten years ago was a long time. Um, I didn't. I thought it was less than. I thought it was only like a couple years ago. But whatever. Uh, anyways. I walk over to the Luxor. I get there, like, probably about four. I get in there, get my Gatorade, locate where the Blue Man Group's going to be. Uh, okay, I lost my train of thought there, but Zach Bagon's the shit. You go to the Blue Man Group. I walked over to the Luxor, to the Blue Man Group, and um, the Blue Man Group is the shit, too, man. I mean, this is something I highly wanted to do when I was in Vegas. Um was the Blue Man Group, and, and I finally done it, and, and the Blue Man Group plays awesome music, man, it, you know, it's an awesome show, it's an awesome experience, actually, uh, it's like a rock concert, but it's kind of a rave, but it's kind of like uh, a comedy sketch, uh, they, they pack a lot of punch for the performance that they do do, um, I, I highly recommend the Blue Man Group. I feel as if that I have been there, and, I, and I've known the Blue Man Group was in Vegas for a long time, and I kind of, you know, been on my list of things to do for quite some time. And I actually, ever since the Raiders moved to Vegas, I'm like, okay, eventually I'll get to see the Blue Man Group. I'm going to do it. And now that I've done it, I'm like, I should have done it sooner. And I want to do it again, but I'm going to probably wait, you know, a few more years before I entertain the idea of going back. 
solely because I, I kind of feel that, you know, I don't want to overdo it. Like you could easily just go to the Blue Man Group like three times in a row and then get burned out of it a little bit. And I don't want to. And But it is it is the shit. Uh, the Blue Man Group is the shit. I know I talked about Zach Bagans and the Raiders a lot. And, that, and the Blue Man Group, I mean, I'm, you have to experience this. It's sound. It's a show. It's sound. They throw confetti out there. Uh, a lot of paint. A lot of... Um, the artistry behind it is top top notch. I mean, I... Every, everything about the show was phenomenal, man. I mean, and, I, and one of the Blue Man groups actually interacted with me, with me, which was totally fucking awesome, man. Like, that's something I'd never... I, I didn't even know that they did that. They go out into the audience and they, you know, like, do things with people. And the guy took the glasses from the top of my head, he put them on my eyeballs, and then just stared at me for a hot second. And I thought that was the dopest shit ever. That, like, that, that in itself was worth $50. That, I mean, I don't have no picture, no video of it, but I can definitely say that, uh, I uh, I got to interact with Blue Man Group, like a member of the Blue Man Group. I don't know if it's OGs members or not. I don't know if it's uh, who, you know, but that was fucking cool. That was hella cool. That was uh, fucking fun as fuck, man. I, I, I get the Blue Man Group is probably the best thing I've done in Vegas for myself in a minute, you know, entertainment-wise, it was the funnest shit, uh, I, I kind of so geeked out about that, and the, the whole experience was geeked out, um, the music, the drums, the bass in there shakes, man, it's fucking, it's crazy, and I can't believe they do two shows a night with that much energy, uh, I'm like, whoa, like, they could do one and charge a hundred dollars, and it would be packed to the gills. Um, but I think it would really be like something else. Like, you know what I mean? Um, what is going on here? Is it an accident or what the fuck? We're still heading back. I'm almost home. But the Blue Man Group, top notch entertainment. Top fucking notch. Top-notch entertainment. What happened here? Uh, truly phenomenal experience there. That's another Vegas thing that I've notched off my list of things to do in Vegas. Uh, up next, maybe Cirque du Soleil. Um, I need to go to some of these. Oh, you can eat lobster buffets. I need to do... Um, I want to ride a fucking chopper. I need to do... Oh, there's so much to do there. The sphere. The sphere is now high on my list of shit to do. Uh, just cool shit to do, obviously. Walk around, stay at the different hotels. Different shows in the different hotels. I mean, it's all there, man. It's all there. But after that, I... Um, 
went to go eat at the Mandalay Bay, walked across to the Mandalay Bay at the, yeah, I ate at the noodle house. I had some pho and uh, some Chinese broccoli, which I thought was phenomenal there. Mandalay Bay is actually the shit. They have the House of Blues in there. Um, totally the shit. I haven't been in Mandalay Bay in years, but I might, I might do their shark reef thing pretty soon. I mean, that's high, another thing high on my list to do. Uh, and after walking through the Mandalay Bay, I ended up walking back to the Excalibur, walking, trekking across the whole strip again. And I, um, at about 10, 30, 11 o'clock last night, I went out for more drinks. And, uh, I completely missed the exit. Wow. I went out for more drinks. I was drinking till about 3-ish in the morning. 233 at the Cosmopolitan had a few Long Islands with Squid and her nieces and Nate Dog. And uh, yeah, I woke up again this morning a little bit on the uh, a little bit on the little uh, side, like, but you know, the, the day is still young, it's only noon now yapping my head off for a cool minute, but uh, I'm going to go home and relax for perhaps two hours, and and then it, we go to war. What's war time? You know, I got bleeding through this evening, and uh, you know, we'll see how that, how that goes, man. It is now exactly noon here with me. And I'm running out of kind of things to talk about about Vegas because I mean, but there I want to go as going to Mandalay Bay. They have the uh, the ice bar. I might I might want to do that. I'm thinking about it. I want to go into the ice bar. I don't know if it's cold, how cold it is or not. And then they have a speakeasy right there with ghost stories. I kind of want to do that. It kind of sounds interesting, doesn't it? I mean, there's a lot of shit I want to do in Vegas. You know, so I can say I've done it. Chris Angel, also, speaking of, I went to Planet Hollywood uh, to start when I met up with Squids. But uh, Chris Angel's Mind Freak is there. And I've been kind of thinking about it. Like, damn, where's all these shows at in L.A.? But they have shows. I mean, we've got the Dodgers there. I don't have to go far. The Lakers, I haven't gone to the Lakers game in a minute. And I would like to go to the Lakers game and just hang around downtown, that part of downtown L.A. by the Microsoft. Um... There's a lot of DJs, a lot of goth bars over there that I'm going to probably roll into soon. Uh, got all that. I mean, and then there's, you know, the Dodgers again. Once again, just Otani time. Showtime. Shohei Otani. I mean, it's showtime, baby. Um, these Dodger games for the next several years are going to be top-tier gameage. Uh it's going to be something else, like, something else to experience, man, I mean, but I'm half dead, but I'm going to recharge the batteries here, and then we're going to, I'm going to go crowd kill, everybody can feel this fucking pain, uh, and I'm not actually in pain, it's just I'm fucking exhausted, man, and I'm going to recharge the battery enough 
to survive the hatred that is uh, bleeding through and unearthed. And unearthed, I mean, I mean, th- that's up next. I don't know if I'm going to add it to this episode or not. But I kind of want to fucking get this one posted up and then talk about bleeding through later. One of these things, like, fucking man, like, I don't know. It's just fucking... We shall see. My brother's in town, so we're about, I'm about to meet up with him right now. I don't know if I want to stop and get something or I might just go home and figure it out. Uh, maybe order order me a pizza right now. Something, anything to get into my system. Um, maybe some wings, I don't know. But with that said, guys, I'm going to end this here. Uh, Vegas, the Ve- my whole Vegas journey was absolutely lights out, fucking crazy. The Blue Man Group was shit. I, I mean, I kind of glanced over the Blue Man Group. On this episode, but I I got nothing but positive things to say about the Blue Man. I would love I would love to be on some coke. I would love to uh, take half a, a quarter of an edible. I would like to be on some acid. I would like to be a little bit inebriated. Maybe I go in there a little drunk, uh, buzzing. You know, and just and just live in the moment. Um, and also there, I mean, there's other things I still need to see. So that's what it is, man. Well, I'm going to pause this here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it. And uh, talk talk to you guys after this bleeding through show or whatever have you. Fuck the Chargers while we're at it. I'm out. <laughs>